For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch from The Home Depot. Now, three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store. Oh, crap. everybody Worldwide Studios in the heart of Little Italy, San Diego. This is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Good morning. Everybody listening right now on iHeartRadio and Spreaker Live, you can come join the party over at Facebook. Um, you can check out Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. We have a lovely audience here that you can interact with the show. Comment, ask questions, do whatever the heck you want to do. It's great. It's great. God, I miss you guys. Wow. I'm a, I love avoiding copyrighted music now. <laughs> I'm getting to find all of these amazing artists. God, there's some talented people in this world. All right, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Jordan, good to see you. So, everybody, again, listening on iHeartRadio and Spreaker Live, you can check us out uh, here on Facebook. Just look up Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. Um, man, what a weekend. I, I, Friday, I, was, I did not do a show. Um, I was getting to do like red carpet interviews for the first time in my life 
and it was an absolute blast. Uh, never in my wildest dreams thought a red carpet event would start at 7 a.m., but it started at 7 a.m., and, and it was awesome. So um, I, I'm actually I got to show you guys this. This is the coolest thing. So I, had the, I don't know how many sports fans are out there, but um, Mr. Steiner from Steiner Sports, I had the privilege of interviewing him, but before I interviewed him, he just he goes he goes look at this, and he showed me this baseball, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Mariano Rivera. Are you freaking kidding me? Wow. He goes, it's yours. I'm like what? It's yours. You can have it. I want you to have it. I'm like oh, wow. Um. So then he gave it to me, but I didn't know it was autographed when he gave it to me. So it's amazing, and it's official. It's a Steiner Sports collectible, so that's like the real deal. Anyway, that was a tremendous blessing, and then I had the privilege on Saturday of going out to uh, Chelsea's Lights Foundation's Finish Chelsea's Run, and that I've that is I've never seen so many people in my life gather for an event, but uh, in all with the spirit, they did the world's biggest hug uh, right before the start of the race. And it was just an awesome event, um, awesome, awesome event, and uh, that was a blessing. And then, of course, last night was the actual gala. And no, I did not get to interview Ashton Kutcher or Matthew McConaughey because Ashton Kutcher did not show up last night. And Matthew McConaughey walked about ten feet on the red carpet and then went inside. So it's kind of a buzzkill. I ain't gonna lie. But whatever, I met a lot of amazing people, got some really cool interviews, and I'm hoping to be able to share that with you soon. Um, so anyway, let's get into it. We have a cool guest today. I, I be, I've been watching this guy's lives, and uh, I'm a big fan. I'm going to read you his bio really quick because that seems appropriate. Um, I've been watching his lives, and I'm really, really impressed with him. <clears throat> and he's going to kill me for saying his name wrong. But Stefano Gandini, Gandini? is the number one spiritual performance coach, a growing speaker, and an aspiring author. Stefano helps conscious creators get back into alignment with the truth of who they really are so they can create more joy, love, and abundance in their lives. Aww. At only 24 years old. At 24 years old, Stefano has been in the online personal development world for over five years now. Wow. His work has reached hundreds of thousands of people from all over the world. And he has built a successful international coaching business. He has been featured in numerous publications, including Business Insider, Forbes, and his alma mater, USC, Vitterby Magazine. He'll have to explain to me what the heck that is. Which was dubbed as the Black Belt Life Optimizer. <laughs> that's, a cool, that's a cool bio. That was actually one of my favorite bios that I've read. Good morning, Dr. Garcia. Good morning, Harold. Good to see you. Michelle, all the way from Spain. Good to see you. All right, let's get into this. Stefano is coming on. <clears throat> What's up, man? Hey, man. How are you? Dude, this is awesome. I've never used the Be Live app before. Like, I love how I was just here, like, waiting, and then you got full control to just bring me on like that. I just started doing these, and this is so much better than the other way. Yeah, and I, here's what I say. Like, if I don't like you very much, this is what I can do. See ya! Just kidding. Come back. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> You're fired. Just kidding. It, 
I know. I can't. When I when I have a soundboard, of course, soon I'm going to have producers, and it's going to be fantastic. But I, I I'm really looking forward to that. But at the same time, it's really fun being able to control. And I have this sound effect machine that I have yet to play with because I'm afraid that if I start playing with it, I'll kill four days. Like just playing with di- different sounds. And I'm such a little kid about things. So I, <laughs> I, I, I can't play with it. I'm, I'm afraid. I need somebody else to do it for me. <laughs> so. I think you're just like an amazing host, man. Like you're so good at this. Oh, thanks, man. I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I <laughs> maybe that's part of the fun. Oh, Veronica, good to see you. Yeah, um, so, guys, we're with Stefano, and I read his bio to you, and this is really, really incredible. But before we get into all of that, my man, what are you grateful for this morning? Ooh, such a good question. I ask myself this question literally every morning. First thing. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt, man. It's beautiful. I'm I'm in San Diego. You're in Orange County, and it, I'm just looking out my window right now. I'm like, going, I live here. This is amazing. It, it it's amazing. So nice. Well, it's also because there's the opportunities that are 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 really around us for us to seize are plentiful. Like, there's never a day that goes by that you're not going to run into somebody that can change your life. That's an amazing thing about Southern California. I don't think there's any place like it on the planet, but that's just me. So, uh, all right, I want to get into this because you started in the world of personal development and coaching at 19. How many times did people call you Doogie Hauser? Who? <laughs> you don't. Oh my! You know what? That shows you how old I am. You don't even know who Doogie Hauser is or what that I, reference means. I have no idea. Who that is. Oh man! Okay, so. Okay, so just to fill you in to make this seem more, you know, so you understand, Doogie Howser was a show, Neil Patrick Harris is the, was the actor, it was his first show that I know of, and he played a, he was like an 18-year-old doctor, he was working in the emergency room, you know, he was a genius, and so yeah, it was just basically, this guy was a genius, but what in the, like how many times did people go, Dude, you're just a kid. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Like, how much did you hear that? You know, it's funny. It's a great question because it's it's interesting because probably not as much as you would think and not as much as I was saying it myself, right? And that was such a big block for me as a coach as I got started knowing that I actually do, you know, yes, I'm young, however... Number one, I've always felt like an old soul. Like, I feel like I'm like an ancient soul. And number two, like, I've done a lot more of this work than many people who are double my age, right? And so um, that was like a huge thing for me 
and I think, you know, I'm sure it, I heard it, but it didn't really, um, once I got over it, I realized, like, it, I haven't, like, ever, it never crossed my mind, and people never say that, because right. it's more about, and this is what I coach people on, it's more about embodiment, right? It's about how I show up, that's going to create, like, a frequency where someone can, you know, either resonate with me or not, but if they do, then age doesn't matter, right? Qualifications don't matter. None of the, the things that we normally look for wow. actually matter if you're showing up in a powerful way, grounded in the truth of who you really are. Dead gum. Okay, so you're the second millennial that actually I've had a few. Um, just a couple, though. Alex Rodriguez was somebody that blew my mind that was your age. Um, and the girl, Cheyenne uh, Murphy, that I've been playing her music on the show, she came on. She was blowing my mind. She's she's 19. And I'm like, wow. what the? She, like, you belong on stage more than half the people I see every day. Like, she was amazing. The depth of this girl and understanding. It wasn't just surface surface stuff. It was a deep understanding of yeah. life, of love, of living with purpose and with gratitude. Go- understanding but again an embodiment internalization of these ideas and these principles and these things that everybody talks about but do you actually live it day to day moment to moment in everything that you do yeah so how did you get into it though i mean what you started at 19 officially but obviously you probably were doing work before i started a blog in the personal development okay I want to give a shout out to the Facebook audience. Dr. Garcia, good to see you. Michelle, good to see you. Harold, thank you for joining. Good morning, Veronica. Gloria from London. Oh, she lived in London, England. I thought you were there now. Um, Oh, very, very nice of you to join us. Jordan, good to see you. You have a surprise in your messages for me. You can see it if I do this. What's up, David? How you doing, buddy? Jordan, good to see you. I don't know what that means. Uh, it better not be. Um, yeah, never mind. <laughs> anyway, so Stefano, so tell me who who were some of your earliest influences? Ooh, earliest influences. Yeah, this is interesting because it's changed a lot. Uh, I mean, just as I've grown and evolved, kind of like who I, you know, whose content I consume and who I like consistently follow. Uh, but in the beginning, one book, the first book that I guess like the first ever like personal development type of book I ever read, which was probably 
my freshman or sophomore year, I was like 19 at the time, um, it was called Conversations with God. Oh. Have you heard of that? By Neil Donald Walsh. I've heard of it. I haven't read it. What's it about? It's, it blew my mind. So this is related to my story as well. Like I grew up very Catholic and religious, um, in a very devout Catholic Hispanic family. And um, I don't associate with that anymore, but I'm very spiritual, right? And so this book actually was kind of probably what really started at the time. I didn't even really realize it or see it that way, but started my kind of like spiritual journey. Um, and it's basically, to me, just like the most <clears throat> logical explanation of like God that I've ever heard. And, and, and again, it's different than probably most Christian or Catholic faiths would teach. But to me, it was just uh, kind of a more liberating um, experience of spirituality. Interesting. So it kind of opened me up to that. And then from there, I started reading a bunch of other personal development books. And actually, again, it's funny because I, and I didn't really, I wasn't really like thinking of this as like a spiritual journey. But then until probably the last year to two years, I started getting really deep into the spiritual stuff again. So it's kind of like come full circle now. Interesting. So it sounds like the book E Squared, um, which is, it's, it's pretty powerful. It's 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 E squared, e squared yeah. Okay. Um, it, it's it's fantastic. It has a little experiments you can run too if you want to test the power of the universe. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, yeah. So what would you say? Like, so you're 24 now. Uh, you, you've been coaching for a couple years. What is the biggest? Like, what is the thing that you struggle with personally the most that holds you back from getting where you want to be? That. <laughs> let me let me elaborate on that. The way you ask the question is getting where you want to be, and I think that's the thing that keeps people back the most, myself included, is thinking I need to be there where I'm at right now is okay. I'm not whole and complete right now exactly as I am. Sure. I need to be or have something else to feel the way I want to feel right now. And so that's what I get to remind myself every day still, and again is where I coach people on is like right now. I am living my dream right now. I am doing, actually, it's not about the doing, right? I mean, I do a lot, but more importantly, I am being, feeling in a state of wholeness and completeness and love and joy and abundance. And that is all everybody wants at the end of the day. And so, yes, right. there are things, I, there are still goals I have and things that I'm working towards. And I put that in quotes because I'm not really working towards them. I'm more working from them, from the state, as if I already have all that, because I do, in me, within you, we all already have everything that we're seeking, everything that we desire. And so that's the biggest thing. When I forget that, when I forget my truth, that that's the truth, and I start uh, feeling like, yeah, like I need to be somewhere else, and I haven't done enough, and I'm not far enough ahead yet, like that is the biggest challenge, and that's when I get in a low energy state, right? That's when I start stressing and, 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 and things start not going the way I want them to. Because when you're in that energy, it just perpetuates that. And so the more I live grounded in my truth, the easier everything is, the more enjoyable everything is. And it's just, in my opinion, the better everything is, right? That's, that's why I teach it, obviously. So how, when you're having those moments where you are low, you have low energy, how do you get yourself? What do you do to get yourself out of that? 
always at the end of the day two basic steps right the first step is awareness you have to have that awareness sure and that's really where the stuff just becomes a practice because it's like how quickly can you start to notice that before you've kind of gone too far off track right um, so that's number one and i'm usually pretty quick to catch myself now and then it's just practices of doing at a high level actually like my my recommendation on this now is like before I'd be like oh like go journal or go meditate or like do some sort of reflective practice which I might absolutely do that if that's what feels right um, because that's to me like the most powerful way to get out of your head and, and, and connect with your truth is by observing your thoughts right through meditation or journaling or something like that uh, however now I've actually I think an easier way to even approach this is like just literally do in that moment like take yourself out of whatever you're doing because there's no point in doing it when you're still feeling when you're feeling like crap right like right. that energy is going to be imprinted on everything you do so my thing is take yourself out of that and then go do whatever whatever feels good to you in that moment this is a practice of like connecting with your intuition your trust in yourself things like that to like whether it's going for a walk or taking a shower just like doing something that's going to your energy moving and that's going to bring you joy in that moment hmm i like that what um so millennials are often i mean not all, yeah they're more than often misunderstood um what and you said you're an old soul does that mean that you do not identify with millennials or you very much do but just have a spirit of an old person yeah, I would say it's probably that that one, um, the latter. I mean, it's interesting because I guess I guess I don't. I guess the answer is really I don't personally identify with millennials. However, obviously, I am a millennial, and so I'm grouped to categorize millennials. <laughs> actually, one of my one of my friends, uh, who's a millennial, is actually doing like a project on millennials, and she like called me to like ask me questions because she's like, I'm writing like a, a report or like a, some sort of project about millennials and she's like, and I want to get your opinion. And I was like, okay, just like a heads up, I'm probably not going to give you the opinion of like most millennials. <laughs> like it's probably going to be very different from most millennials. Um, so I think, and I think that also for me just comes from like, I always did just kind of feel like an outsider and like always felt like I just didn't get why most people thought the way they thought and did the things they did <laughs> i always questioned everything right so i think i've always kind of had a little bit of that feeling um so the millennials thing that being said of course there are cultural or generational things that i think you know like related to technology and things like that that i can definitely probably relate to and speak more on this in you know the more general millennial view on things, I guess. Um, but in terms of, yeah, like the many of the millennial stereotypes and things like that, like I, I definitely think I don't fit them, and I know there, and I know there are many other millennials that don't. Yeah, I've always, for some reason, related to them. I don't know why, but it's it's not necessarily the way that you know millennials. I don't. I have not really been able to put my finger on it, but it's just every time I talk to a millennial, I, I get it. I get the frustration. I get the the way that they think, the way they want to collaborate, the way they want to work together. The way it's not about. I mean, yeah, some people are about the the money and the wealth and all of that stuff, but 
it, 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 there's more of a willingness to collaborate and work together and, and to give back than I than my generation. Yeah. That's what I really like about them. Yeah, I mean, I think a great like overall uh, millennial perspective is that, you know, I think it's just the natural progress of like evolution of the human species. If you look at like Maslow's like hierarchy of needs, it starts with like, you know, basic needs being met, like home, shelter, things like that. And then it's like, uh, moves up all the way to the top is like self-actualization, right? And so I feel like, you know, our parents' generations and past generations, I kind of like set this foundation of like, okay, we created these like societies and we have economies and, and money and people are making money and things are good. Now it's like, okay, next step is like, we're trying to seek greater fulfillment, right? This is like the next level. It's like sure. just doing work and making money, but actually having meaning attached to it and doing something that's like truly impactful and that feels good, right? That feels good that you're not just, you know, a hamster on a wheel uh, working for the sake of, of making money and paying your rent and paying your housing bills and things like that. I love it. What's your favorite childhood memory? Ooh, I don't know if anyone's ever asked me that. Huh. Probably two things are coming to mind, and, and it's interesting because they're both active things, and I was a very active child. Uh, I was playing soccer, just like in general. Like I started playing when I was five, and then I played up until college, or I did intramural college, so pretty much through high school I was playing kind of like seriously. And that, and then skateboarding. I started skateboarding also when I was like five or six. Um, and I just love, like, these were, th- these were like my outlets, I would say. You know, like where life, like I said, it was like, go to school, I did great in school, like I did really well in school and all this stuff, but like, just always felt like there's some sort of disconnect there. And then it's like, when I'm doing something like skateboarding or like kicking the soccer ball around, it's like, that was like, loved it and I was like obsessed with it and I got really good at both of them over the years. Why'd you stop? Uh, I've had a few injuries. However, the reason why I stopped out was like, I was happy you asked that question and I thought of that is because I did just realize recently I went on a trip to Bali over the new year, which was like life changing. Yeah. And I got back and I realized there was like one of the main takeaways from the Bali trip was how much I had still been suppressing my own joy. Right. This is why now I've been talking more about this joy and just like following like what is your highest excitement moment to moment, day to day. Um, I realized that I had stopped doing things like playing soccer and taking the soccer and uh, skateboarding. And yes, part of the reason was with injuries. And so I'm definitely never going to be like skating like I used to. Um, or even playing like competitive soccer games, but I hadn't even kicked the ball around in years. And so I actually went to the park uh, a few weeks ago for the first time just to kick the soccer ball around. And it was like so much fun. And I was like, wow, like, I can't believe this is something I love so much for so long and I just let it slide. And I think so many people do that because again, we become adults and we think that we have to be all serious and do all these things. We leave everything that actually makes us happy. Stuff. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you're doing that again. I I picked up soccer at 37. I've never <laughs> I hadn't played since I was five, and I thought, oh, like my better half. She she played in college, and she was really really good. And there was this group of plastic surgeons and doctors that 
uh, played in Newport. And when we lived in Orange County, she went to go play. And then they asked me to play. I'm like, nah, man, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, nah, just play. Play goalie. And so I'm like, well, it's kind of like playing linebacker. And so I played goalie. And then I went and I started playing defense. And defense is a lot of fun. Like, I, I, I really enjoy playing soccer. What now? I said I could see you as a good defender. Yeah, I mean, you know, it would, they were older. But they had some, old, uh, some uh, older LA Galaxy players that would play. It was like a, a really random mix of people, but it was a lot of fun. And now, I, and, and there was people, I mean, heck, there was guys that were like 65 out there playing too. And it's so amazing, like, just to that release. And, and I love competition. So it was a lot of fun. Then I got plantar, is it plantar officiitis? Is that what it's called? That it's a foot issue. And God, it hurts. Oh, my goodness, it hurts. But, um, yeah, so I, I'm trying to, I'm ready for uh you know, and of course, living in Southern California, the, all the different water sports, like I'm so ready to get involved and get into all that stuff and, yeah. you know, be active because I freaking love being a kid. Like I love yeah. being, I'm 38, but I love being yeah. a big freaking kid. Everybody does. And it's like, we're, we're all <coughs> still in a way like kids inside, right? It's just like we're in these human bodies, mm-hmm. but like all your desires, all these being a human being is just like being a kid like that doesn't really change only thing that changes is your your the limitations and the conditioning that we get fed and then we start thinking that again you have to do certain things a certain way and it's just like it's not even true like there's literally we can do anything we want like we live in this infinite you know universe where like there are no there's literally no limitations except for what you tell yourself right so so that childlike joy and, and curiosity is like so key. So let me ask you something. So what is something that you're you are going to manifest? Like that you in your in your prayers, your meditation, whatever it is that you want to manifest in your life. Give it. Give us an example of something. Well, this month I'm looking to manifest uh, financial money. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a big one. Um, I actually just launched a program that's top of mind because I just launched a program called Business <coughs> Activation, which is about supporting people who are starting businesses or early stages in uh, any type of service-based business uh, to make more money. But again, the the approach is, is again coming from you're already, you are abundance, right? right? Financial money is just one aspect of that. And so... Um, living in abundance is opening me up to receive more money, receive more love, receive more joy. It's just, it's about receiving and giving. That's the natural flow of abundance is to give and receive. So the more I give value, the more I give uh, my gifts to the world, the more I give love, the more I give joy, the more I get all of that back in return. Right. And so, yeah. I love it, man. <laughs> um, well, listen, I'm really grateful that you came on the show today, um, and I, I want you to plug your course uh, and your web, like your website. Any of the information you have, please put in the comments uh, so people know how to find you, um, And but I do. I really appreciate you coming on, man. Um, so for coming on the show, though, I'm going to give you a, a giraffe. A what? A giraffe. A giraffe? Yeah. You have to feed it, and you know, like a, a real giraffe. No, you have to feed it and water it. 
Do you know what a giraffe is? A giraffe? No, I don't. An animal giraffe? Is y- that what you're talking y- about? Yeah. You have a giraffe, you're going you're gonna to send me a giraffe? I'm going to give you a giraffe, yeah. And you can't give it away, and you cannot sell it. What are you going to do with uh, it? I'm just curious, how are you going to get the giraffe to me? Um, well, so, yeah, you don't worry about that. The giraffe is going to come to you. So how you cannot give it away and you cannot sell it. What are you going to do with it? I'd probably like become really good friends with it. Cool. Where are you going to put it? Uh, probably my backyard. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, well, you have a wonderful day. Make sure you plug your information and uh, I'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Have a great day. All right. God bless, man. Take care. All right, guys. So, short show today. Um, I have a call. I've got to take care of something that's uh, super important. Um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Everybody on iHeartRadio, YouTube, Spreaker, and, of course, Facebook. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, Juliana, good to see you. Bonnie, David, Jordan, great to see you guys. Uh, Have an awesome day. We'll be back tomorrow. We are not. um, I hope we're going to be able to do shows Thursday and Friday this week. I go back to my second round of course and um, of the the program that I'm in, which I'm really excited about. Um, It's going to be awesome. So you guys have a blessed day. And uh, yeah, thank you, Harold. He will absolutely do that. You guys have an awesome day and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro colored bark mulch from the Home Depot. Now three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden. Not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro colored bark mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store. 